Hi everyone, this is Natasha. I just wanted to say before the show starts that in the interview, we talk about mental illness a little bit and we just wanted to make it clear um, ahead of time that if we got it wrong in some way or if somebody feels um, bad about their own diagnosis, we really did not mean for that to come across and maybe it didn't we hope we got it right but we just wanted to say if we didn't um that we you know definitely do not think there should be any shaming of any diagnosis of mental illness it's the same thing as having a physical illness and um, there shouldn't be any stigma and so we just wanted to say that ahead of time and if you want to write to us and um, if you feel like we didn't do such a good job and tell us um, what you think, we would be happy and love to hear from you. You can always email us at magicmondaypodcast at gmail.com. But now that I built it up, maybe none of you feel that way. I don't know. Anyway, thanks for listening. Life is magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, a spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow, wow, wow. What a week. What a week is right. What? What happened to you this week? I can't, I can't go into all of it. I mean, I don't even want to go into any of it. How about that? Oh, wow. (laughs) It's just a lot of change. A lot of just a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. I feel like we need to talk afterward. Yeah. I didn't realize how this. You know, when you just feel that you're entering into a time where a lot of stuff is changing all at once and it's like internal stuff and external stuff. It's people you know, it's where you live. It just like Mm. starts to feel like, oh, stuff is shifting. Uh I mean, in positive ways, but also like challenging things, Mm. giving out. it's just you not want to totally stuff it. I can go. I mean, it's like okay. stuff about people I know and love that maybe oh. it's not appropriate to totally share, but okay. just a lot of stuff and a lot of overwhelm as far as emotions go. I mean, it was the very end of cancer season, so I could just, you know, like look at my cat's face and want to start crying. Oh, it's that kind of stuff. because I felt a little this week. I was like, for some reason, I felt not distant from you, but I felt like a little different than I usually like. I felt oh, really? like we weren't in communication, even though we were. I know it's funny that I'm saying this on the podcast, but I just am realizing <laughs> it now. As as you said that, I was like, oh, because oh. as I am about to tell, I had a harrowing experience. So yeah, I didn't like fully take that in, but I just kind of was feeling it. And now that you're saying all of that, it makes me think maybe I was picking up on that a little that bit. That there was just a lot going on yes. with me that you didn't know that what I it was and that I was yes. distracted with. Yes, that yes. was happening. Yeah, oh, for sure. Okay, that's interesting. Um. Well, 
Yeah. So I, I guess I'll just share my harrowing experience real quick is that I so I read that North Carolina has a legal weed like there's this lesser potent strain of THC that is legal everywhere, which I can't imagine if marijuana is not legal somewhere that this will not soon become illegal because it's just the same thing. I uh, mean, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Um, but we went to the store. We have a CBD store nearby. I'll try to tell this quickly. And but we went to this this lady. You know, she was she actually used to grow weed like on a farm. She was a farmer, like owned the land. Like she was a weed grower. She showed us a picture of her with this fifteen foot butt. Like it was huge. She was just looked like a little tiny person next to this huge bush. And there was many of them. So anyway, my point is, she really knew what she was talking about, I thought. So she told me like that she and she was pregnant, very pregnant. She's like, well, she doesn't smoke this anymore. Um, but she had one of these gummies and um, and then she thought, oh, it wasn't working. So she had a second one. And that's when she was like, oh, well, yeah, I'm really feeling this. Um she was like, I was just, I, she goes, I just felt really tired. Like I just had to lay down. I was like, oh, well, that's exactly what I want this for. I just, you know, right at sleep. I just want to sleep through the night. So I'm like, this is perfect. And I was like, well, I don't want to take as much. Obviously, I'm not going to take two. But again, I thought this was a much lesser strain because two was clearly too much. That made her just go to sleep. But I was like, did you get high? And she's like, oh, yeah. Mm. She did mention that after, but it was just more like, oh, so sleepy, kind of high. So I was like, well, definitely won't take two, but the one seems like that would be fine. So I took the one. And about an hour later, <laughs> proceeded to have the worst night of my life. Like, yeah. basically, I I guess I overdosed. I, I overdose in marijuana. You can't die of it. So it just means, like, your body, it was too much, like, well, way too much. Yeah, we discovered that it was 25 milligrams, which, yes. like, yeah. Ted, my boyfriend who smokes pot every day, if he eats an edible, he cuts, like, a 10 milligram one into thirds. Oh, my God. So that's like that. 3.3 milligrams yes. and Natasha had 25. <laughs> oh my God. And my body is already sensitive. I was starting to tell you this before. It's like my body is so sensitive that like, you know me, like I'll have a glass of wine and I will be like basically drunk, like very, mm -hmm. very buzzed for the rest and of the And you can't drink coffee because it's too much oh, for yeah. you. Well, yeah, you're no, very sensitive. Coffee makes me very anxious, but I don't feel it. I know it doesn't wake me up. It just makes me very anxious. Oh, okay. Well, but I mean, it's still like you're extra sensitive to yeah, it. I'm yeah. Oh, a good example is that like when I gave birth, um, when I started to like go into um, what's can I like have contractions and stuff, they tell you before we took this birth class and they're like, when you feel like it's at the absolute worst, that's called, oh shit, I forget what it's called. It's called, I'm sure people are like, it's called this. But anyway, it's this point, it has a name where then you give birth right after that. It's like the oh. highest point where it's like, oh my God, I can't take this anymore. Oh. Then you're about to give birth. So right when I started my contractions, Brett was like, this feels like it's that stage where they said it was going to be the end. And I was like, 
I know. This is the most painful thing. Long story short, when I went to the hospital, they said my contractions were more, like they could tell on the monitor, were more intense than everybody at the hospital who was on medication to make their contraction, like to induce oh. them. Like that, my body is just goes into like, into, like yeah, you know? yeah. So I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what? And I endured that. Anyway. So Aww. that is just a long way to say that my body is very sensitive and I've never been so terrified in my life. It was just like, like, it was like on steroids, pot on steroids, but Aww. the paranoia, like when Brett came into the room, I was like, he, once he's back here, cause he had to take care of the animals, I I'll, I'll be okay. But he came in and I didn't trust him. I was like, I didn't believe anything he was saying to me. He was like, it's going to be okay. And I was like, he sounds really false. I was like, I don't believe you. You sound like you're lying to me. Oh, Oh, it was so scary. I thought he was just like, you're going to be okay. Oh, my gosh. That's terrifying. Terrifying. I was like, we just have to find the thing that... (laughs) that I need to hear. I was like, nothing is helping. Nothing is helping. I was going into this thing where it was like, like just nothing was calming me down. Like I was holding him, but it felt like I couldn't, I could barely feel him. And then like, and then I was having just, I didn't believe anything. Um, I was trying to like go to meditation, like to have like my energy guides. And I started to just start to believe that entities were coming in uh, and like, like true parent, like crazy. I yeah. mean, I don't want to use that word. That's, you know, I don't mean like actually, I, I shouldn't say that word, but I, it just like, I did feel like I was going insane. Yeah. Like I really yeah. did feel like I just wanted to cut my head off. Like I was like, I can't, every time I would try to calm myself down, scary thoughts like I started to believe that this um person that I um really love that that we do trades together I I started to believe that like a past life of hers where she I imagined this past life where she wasn't good and that she had invented our whole relationship in this lifetime to actually like take over my energy and hurt me oh no yes that was how Stuff bad like it was. That. Yes. Yeah. Like the mo- I I couldn't like the things that would calm me down. That's why I was trying to think of her like and like giving me good energy and it would turn into that. Oh. And when I would try to connect to like spirits, it would go into that. Like, oh no, they're only bad spirits. Like Oh my gosh. And then, terrifying. And the, the worst part then was that then I started to beat myself up. I was like I don't think I thought I was more evolved than this. Oh no, no, then it's that. It's all the stuff, all the stuff we don't want to be like running through. And then I started to get mad at myself for thinking I was evolved. And then I was like, Brett, I just had the worst realization. I think that I think I'm better than everybody (laughs) because I was like, if I think I'm better, because he was like, this would happen to anybody. You just took too much. Yeah, It's going to pass. This would happen to anybody. And I was thinking, like, I was like, but I'm better than you. (laughs) I didn't really think that, but I was like, I do all this work. I should be able to be, like, I should have enough tools that I can get myself through this. Um, and I was able to tell him that. And I felt ashamed of feeling that way. Aww. I mean, the whole thing. It was such a nightmare. Such a fucking nightmare. And I would, go, last thing I'll say about it is I would go in these phases where first I was laughing so I could not stop laughing. And then 
I would go into, what was the next phase? It was just like these four phases that I knew would happen. <laughs> it was like, I would start laughing uncontrollably. Then I would go into paranoia, extreme paranoia. Then I, then the fear would set in and then everything would calm down for a second. And then it would just repeat itself. Oh my God. Thankfully. So you, yeah. you eventually fell asleep or? I eventually fell asleep. Yeah, like four hours later. When Ugh. I woke up, my whole face was inflamed like yeah. <laughs> my whole face was was like something like I had been in a fight and someone had beaten me up like so and um, this we don't know why right it's an allergic reaction to something yeah, it could be an allergic reaction I think it's my body processing the toxins like it was too much of too what much. I had and yeah. my body is like it over it reacted like it inflamed uh, you know? that's what I think it was I don't I mean theories have been thrown around like um Somebody, a friend of mine messaged and said they thought it might be pesticides and you thought that too. And I believe that's possible, but I think it's really that I just took too much. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Um, but And I had to get a steroid shot and it's still, my face is inflamed now like three days later. It's much better. Yeah. And Benadryl wasn't doing anything. Nothing mentioned. was touching Ugh. it. And the, okay. So I was thinking, what did I learn from this? First of all, I it did make me feel better that like, okay, this isn't about, I don't actually think I'm better than people. I really want to say that because I really didn't like that. But it was just, I thought that I had more tools that could get me out of it. Like, well, but, yeah, but no, plus, but no, no, no. Now I know that's not true. But what were you Yeah, no. And that's just like times I've gotten too high or I smoked a kind of weed that I didn't, didn't really match with me. Those would be the kind of things like, like, oh no. Do I think I'm better than everyone? I think I'm better yeah. than everyone. Oh, I have to fix that. How do I fix yeah. that? You know, it's just like that. It's not real. But it's it just... would really go back and forth. The, the worst part when I was like, I should be able to do. Oh my god, I'm a fraud. Like mm-hmm. I could. I should mm-hmm. be able to do this. Get myself mm-hmm. out of this. But then I just knew, like, oh no. The good. What I realized after all of this was just how powerful the brain is, and like mm-hmm. when your brain. In a, let's say a much smaller degree is overactive. Like just let's say you didn't bad trip, but you just like, oh God, I'm in this thought cycle. If you start to allow that to take over, it's like the brain is very powerful is what I'm saying. Like we, we really are kind of um, like, okay, what I'm trying to say is that you can retrain it. And that we think like, oh, if I was better than, um, if I was better, I wouldn't be going through this again, let's say. But it's really that our brains were programmed at such an early age to take all of this stuff in and that it's very powerful. Like that programming is very powerful Mm -hmm. and you can reprogram it, thankfully, and then you can have a life where you're not at its whim. But it just made me realize like, whoa. The brain is just how powerful the brain is over our mental state, you mm-hmm. know, and in this case, giving it a drug to overactivate it because that's the effect it had on me was that it was just very over the brain. It was a mind high that was yeah. terrible. <laughs> it was so much you took. I mean, I yeah. was going to tell you that that time I uh, one time in the podcast, it was like really early on in the podcast. I mm. talked about a time that I took. 10 mil it was actually 10 milligrams what I took Uh but then I was like (laughs) 
just overwhelmed. Just there was like really a lot. And then I remember how Ted was hugging me because I was kind of tripping. And then I could feel the love energy. Is this ringing about like the love energy coming from him? And then I was like, oh, I thought he was melting me energetically with love on purpose. Like I thought he knew he was doing that. It just somehow in my mind and I was just like kind of like oh it was good though yeah it was good to feel melted with love but it was overwhelming but I thought it was funny the next day when I was like or (laughs) yeah I mean I had said I somehow communicated to Ted that I thought he knew he was doing it on purpose and then he was like no what no (laughs) and I thought the next day it was pretty funny but that was 10 milligrams yeah yeah I was was less than half of what you had yeah I was like Brett if this if I never get out of this, I'm just going to divorce you because you shouldn't have to take care of this for the rest Aww. of your life. It's so terrible. I just have so much more empathy. Not that I didn't already, but like people with schizophrenia. Yeah. Because so, that I've never experienced real paranoia like that before. It, it was so terrifying. Like I thought he thought I was really crazy. I just kept saying, I mean, going insane, like for real. Um, I just kept saying like, I don't like this because I just, I couldn't get out of it. I just yeah. couldn't get out of it. But um, did that make sense what I was saying about the brain? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, that I mean, I feel like you're talking about the ego voice that the ego, the part of us that believes we're separate, that kind of that voice in the head that is always narrating. Yeah, well, I'm talking about yeah, like when we feel when we start to believe our thoughts, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, identify with that stream of consciousness. Yes, exactly. And if it gets into this like anxiety, thought, it's just so like, whoa, our brains are so powerful to, without drugs, to make us believe that we're so much less than we are Mm -hmm. or that we're that thing that we're worried about. Mm -hmm. And the truth is we can just be like, oh, when we're not on on drugs, (laughs) we can be like, oh, you know what? That's just a thought I'm having, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, it's not that easy, but it can be. Depending yeah, on how I, in I actually just made a video last week about oh. being on acid when I was oh. tw- 20 years old and oh. having like uh, uh, like that ego voice continually telling me negative things and then like my higher self showing me how I could just rise up out of it. Uh, so it would then it would start again. It would be like, yeah. oh, you know, oh, yeah. these are all the ways you're terrible and all the ways you're you're failing. And these are all the negative things people think about you. And yeah. and then I would like try to fight with the voice. Yeah. And then I would be like, oh, that's not that's not me. That's uh, totally not even. I mean, I could let it keep going. Yes. But I didn't. Ha- it was it was another level. I was not trying to argue with the voice on the yes. voice's level. It was like, oh, that's okay if that happens because it's not even who I yeah, am. Not even you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But that was a time when I had that feeling of like, I might just be in be mentally ill from now on like this is maybe what's happening to me right now but then that was my higher self that was like you know okay you don't have to get into that and I feel like it was interesting because it kind of set me off on a journey through my life of knowing Mm. the difference kind of being able to see that Uh, yeah yeah I mean that's what was really getting me is that I most of my life and not most of it like certainly now the past whatever many years I can feel the difference between those two and so the Mm -hmm. fact that I lost access to it I was like (gasps) anything that I could hold on to was gone 
any Ugh. tools, any love. It was all gone. It was, oh, man. but, but yeah, again, I just want to say that that is what's so powerful about like reprogramming practices of going back into meditation and imagining your life was different at, at early ages and stuff like that is it works on your brain. Like you mm-hmm. really can bring those feelings into the present by telling your brain a different story repeatedly in meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was our check-in. But just to talk about the cards we drew last week, I, I drew "Be Fluid," and you drew <laughs> "By the Book Reverse." Mm-hmm. Which was so, basically everything's going to be shaken up, and everything yeah. you know isn't going to be <laughs> real. Like go with it and flow with it too. Like mm-hmm. the "Be Fluid" part. Which I feel like that totally applies to both of what I mean that I I feel like I'm in a time of change where I'm opening up and learning and just kind of being learning to open my heart as I go through major life changes. And then yours was definitely a big shake up. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I could see those cards playing out this week. Yeah, I tried to be fluid, but it was hard. I will say where my tools did help me was after because like back when I was um, 17 and had the other worst drug trip of my life, it I turned agoraphobic for a little bit afterwards yeah. and it like really messed with me for years after that. And none, I have no, re- like there's nothing um, residue from it at all except my face. <laughs> <laughs> My face took the brunt of it. <laughs> and and like then probably it was an opportunity to have self care and self to to have self compassion and self kindness and take yes. care of yourself. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, shall we talk about things now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. so so I want to talk about my new book, The Self-Love Superpower, Ooh. The Magical Art of Approving of Yourself No Matter What. Yes. That was one of the things that happened to me this week was I read through it and I was like, oh, yeah. I love this book. Oh, that's so <laughs> great. Actually, I, I know I've talked about this before on the podcast. If you're an author, you already know this, but you write something and then, I mean, I feel like most authors have this, but anyway, yeah. this is how it happens to me. I'll write something and then I'll like, as a, after I've written it in the long period between when I write it and when it comes out, I'll start to think, oh, you know what? That one part's kind of stupid. Uh, and yeah. so is that other part. Oh, and yeah. that other part I was really, that was kind of dumb. And then yeah. the next time I'm like, oh yeah, no, that was really dumb. Oh, and like, it'll no. just kind of like, expand and expand till oh, I'm like, oh, this no. is an embarrassing thing. Oh, I don't, I can't no. imagine. But (laughs) but then, like, every time, Ted's like, this happens to you every time. And then I look through it, and I'm like, oh, I love this. This is really good. I'm proud of this. But this one especially, I just felt like it brought – it actually made me feel teary because I was like, this is exactly the book I would want to share with the world. And I'm so just delighted that I expressed it in in this particular way. So I think you're going to love it. I would love for you to check it out, The Self-Love Superpower. I was just going to say that, um, oh, you can pre-order it on Amazon, right? Yeah, or wherever you like to buy books online. Even your local bookseller, you can pre-order it from them, too. yeah. Please do that, because we want to not give Amazon too much money. He has enough. Yeah, Um, you're giving, we're all giving them enough, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, I have that to varying degrees when I'm writing, just like, 
um, not waiting for it to go out in the world, but just like, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. This is amazing. And then I'll go back to a five minutes later and I'll be like, eh, it's okay. And then, <laughs> and then later it's like, oh, this is terrible. It's just like, <laughs> totally, oh, it's totally. just such a cycle. Um, anyway, I would like to say that in three weeks from, if you're listening to this on Monday, my next inner child healing class is happening and I would love for you to join me there. So you can sign up for the wait list on my website, highestlighthealing.com. Basically, just real quick, we start with the inner parent. Like really, that's the first class where we just find out all about how do we develop this inner loving parent? How do we build her up, um, you know, or him or they up? And then the next week is the inner child. We learn how to communicate with them. Then there's a whole inner critics installment dealing with the inner critic. And then there's the higher self. So it's really great, I think, <laughs> and helpful, and it'll help you feel more integrated with yourself and also um, feel more joyful in that non-wounded inner child in the world. I have heard so many things, good things about it. Thank you. Oh, also, I'm going to be having, I'm going to be releasing, maybe I'll talk about next week, the uh, free boundaries uh, master class. I had it la- earlier this year. I'm going to release it again for people Ooh, to see. Oh, nice. That's a little precursor to the class. Okie dokes. Oh, also, if you could review us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to this, we really would be so grateful. We appreciate you and we love it. And it helps people find us. Yeah, we would be so grateful and we're so grateful to everyone who has already written a review. And also, if you would like to call us and ask us a question, you can do that at... Um, 828-333-7181. We love these questions. Or or you can email us at magicmondaymonthpodcast.com. There's a little... Uh, button that says email us or ask, ask a question. us a question you yeah. could also email us we'll accept mm-hmm. questions that way magic monday podcast at gmail i just sent out the monthly newsletter you can sign up for that on our on our website as well um we send one tess sends one out weekly i send one out once a month i asked a bunch of questions on there about what would you maybe like to see on the show and i like the responses we're getting yeah um, okay, so speaking of questions, we have a question that we're going right. to listen to, right? Yep, here we go. Okay, here we go. Hi, Tess and Natasha. My name is Meg, and I love your show. Uh, just a quick question for you. So it's been a really long pandemic for me. Um, I am an empath, and I have been in a really small space with a lot of emotion for uh, this past year and a half. Uh, And one of the gifts that I've been given as the world kind of opens back up is a space all to myself. Um, And my question to you is, how do you welcome in a new space with intention? Like, how do you bless a new space? How do you, like, walk into a new space and imbue it with intention and love so that you and it can become what you need, like what I need? Um, I hope that question makes sense. Thank you so much for all the work that you do. And I'm looking forward to listening to the podcast more. All right, bye. Okay. Well, thank you for that question. Yeah. Um, Congratulations, too, on your new space. Yes. Yes. I was a little worried at first. 
I was confused if she meant actual physical space or emotion, like energy space. But I'm going to assume she means physical space, right? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I feel like this is, um, I could say a lot of things, but I feel like this is your domain with feng shui. I'll start. I bet you have really great stuff to contribute to. But so congratulations on this space. Um, If you can go into this space before you move your stuff in, um, Mm. that's a good thing to do. You don't have to if it doesn't work out. Um, But if you can, you could go in and clear the space with sound first. Mm -hmm. So you could clap or you could use a rattle or you could use a chime or even like like a wooden spoon on a pot and Mm. just make some noise, especially in the corners Mm -hmm. because corners are – what you're doing is you're breaking up stuck energy and you're getting energy moving because you can move energy with sound. I feel like it's a good place to start. uh, Sound – bowl well so um stuff like like singing bowls or even chimes are really great for uh fine tuning the vibration but i like something sort of more percussive like a bell i mean a chime you can also use a chime for both but the um singing bowls i feel like are more for fine tuning but first you want to break up the old stuck energy with noise so like clapping is great but it does like my hands start to get sore after a while when Mm. i'm doing that on a space because you really want to do it loudly vigorously vigorously exactly or like if you had like a um like a tambourine, <laughs> you know, so, or even a drum. You could hit the drum in the corners. So just breaking up that stuck energy, moving in a counterclockwise direction in through each room and area because uh, righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. So we're unwinding the energy. Mm. It'd be the reverse if you're in the southern hemisphere. Mm. And so then once you clear the space with sound, then you could also burn some sage or some palo santo or some nag champa or some frankincense mm. um, to further clear and transmute the uh, old mm. energy you're I just love- kind of like making this space your own now and you're mm-hmm. acknowledging your love of it you're creating sacred space so again moving through each room and area in a counterclockwise direction let me just Hold- ask you real quick when you're doing that would you say because this is how I do it is like as I'm doing that I'm thinking about releasing any energy I'm also giving it up to like angels or guides my highest guides just like okay I'm releasing it up to you and like with that intention yeah would totally that's that? helpful I feel like with white sage mm-hmm. or even or desert sage that's a real good one to use too um and frankincense and Palo Santo, those ones, like the cleansing ones, mm-hmm. you can do that. But if you don't do that, they I feel like they have a power and a spirit on their own, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, and I forgot to mention for this part, open the windows, all the windows and the doors, if okay. you can. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, but it's helpful. Yeah. And then now you've cleared and you've created sacred space. So now you want to set the energy so this is a good time for singing bowls or chimes. Okay. 
Or you could also spray rose water or spray rose water with some essential oils. And this time we're moving in a clockwise direction through oh, each room okay. and area because now we're setting the energy. Oh. So as you do this, you set the intention. So like I like to, for example, I have a chime I use for this that I'll, I'll strike the chime. And then as the sound kind of goes out, I imagine my intention moving out through mm. the room just raising the vibrations, transforming the vibrations, and I'll set like an intention of love or creativity or joy. You could do all of this in your new space. Like what Mm -hmm. is it you want to experience here? Or you could even like have the intention be harmonizing my energy with this new space, bringing divine energy into this new space, feeling joy, feeling abundant in this new space. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I would stand in a central location or you could stand at the front door facing in, like on the threshold or just inside the threshold and hold your hands in prayer pose, close your eyes, settle in, feel connected to the earth, feel connected to spirit And then envision a sphere of light completely Mm. filling the space Mm. and surrounding the space and moving gently in a clockwise direction so we can just kind of screw it in, Mm, righty-tighty, lefty-loosey, and then set the intention, even more intention, just in that light for your new life in this new space. Nice. And feel gratitude for the space, yeah. like even kind of tune into the spirit of the space. Yeah, that's great. The only thing I would add to that is just to ground it too, like ground the house. Like imagine <clears throat> that each room has a grounding cord going to the center of the earth and that the space itself, the house or the apartment, whatever, in general has a grounding cord going deep in the center of the earth. And if you... um have land I would just say hello to the land spirits too and just connect to them and and say hello and that you're here to you know you may even want to like do a different like on a different day or maybe later as part of it just sit in the land and just say I'm listening if you there's anything you want to tell me I'd like to only add to your you know to your happiness and your what am I trying to say? You know, like I'm trying to add, not take away. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so to work with them. But other than that, great. And congratulations. Also, I do have this thing called protection spray that I got um, that you could make yourself too. But um, I'll just give a shout out to Gray Fern Herbal. Maybe you could write that down. I um, um, they're really nice. I know them and they make a lot of cool stuff. And I bought this protection spray from them and it's frankincense, cinnamon, black pepper, geranium, and rosemary. And it's just Oof. like, a, isn't that Love nice? it. That yeah. sounds amazing. Um, and it's uh, just something I like to spray around sometimes <clears throat> if I feel like the energy is like not moving or something or, or I want some just like extra added protection. Um, Okay. So, today we have Mark Mazadorian on the show. We're really excited to talk to him, and I will read his bio now. Um, So, Mark spent most of his life in theater, acting, directing, and playwriting. While his family has always been intuitive and tuned into each other, he had no spiritual practice or technique. In January 1998, his spiritual life began in er in earnest. Multiple events 
His beloved grandmother's death, the end of a relationship, and his home being violated piled up, leading to an anxiety attack. That event made it very clear to him that how he lived his life was no longer serving him. His sister Rachel introduced him to angel work. His work with guides and angels began slowly. At first, he would receive guidance mainly through numbers. That evolved into trusting what he received through claircognizance and clairsentience. He attended workshops, read many books, but mainly began to work with the angels every day. In 2004, he started giving readings and events professionally and has continued ever since. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you both. So I wanted to start by telling the story of how I first met Mark, maybe like in 2009 or eight. <laughs> um, I lived in Venice, Venice Beach, California in Los Angeles, and I went to the new Whole Foods that was by my house, <laughs> and there was a man there, and he was reading angel cards oh. in the whole body department, and oh. I, for some reason, was trying to avoid him. <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> I think I was shy. I think I was like, oh, there's a man reading angel cards. Let me just try to act normal. I felt I was really awkward and shy often um, mm -hmm. when I lived in Los Angeles because it was really overwhelming to me. Mm -hmm. And then, but then I just felt gravitated right toward him. This was Mark, mm -hmm. if you guys haven't guessed. And, <laughs> and he said, would you like an angel reading? And I said, yes. And then he said, I know. <laughs> it was like Ready? oh i i think you we can't hear you mark you can't hear me oh no you're back okay. but i you i wanted to say it was high. like as if you knew that i was trying to not admit to myself that i wanted an angel re like okay. we both knew in that moment when you said i know it was yeah. really <laughs> funny and great <laughs> so humor funny. goes a long way in this work that's for sure <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so can years yeah. Go Can ahead. you tell us about how you got started, like how the angel started talking to you? Yes. Um, uh, my family's um, naturally intuitive, but it had no um, technique to it. Mm. So it was all random. And then um, in uh, 1998, when I was 30, I had an anxiety attack. It was super mm. informative for me. And in the very brief version of the story, I went to Europe, started having all sorts of um, spiritual experiences. In the previous mm -hmm. year, my beloved grandmother had passed. I had a relationship and, and I was working at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, um, you know, 12 hours a day, six days a week and wasn't mm -hmm. processing anything. So I started to process and I had left my apartment in the care of a couple and um, I came back and my apartment was basically destroyed. Mm. And uh, they had broken up and the woman had gone on, on a heroin binge in my apartment. Oh my gosh. And so there was this, not only was it messed up, but um, there was a negative energy there. Mm -hmm. And so after throwing her out and cleaning up the place, um, I had, a couple of days later, I had an anxiety attack mm. and, and I knew I needed to clear my apartment. Mm. And I got advice of how to do that, which included calling an Archangel Michael. Yeah. And so I did that and quite dramatically was yelling and screaming, cleaning my apartment, like, get the hell out of my place. And mm. then at the corner of my eye, down a long hallway, I saw this black bear kind of thing, mm. this negative energy. And I instinctively was holding a glass bowl and I threw it down the hallway. Oh my gosh. It landed perfectly in the center of the room. The toilet flushed and it was gone. Wow. Ah. I was like, well, exactly. It's like, well, what the hell just happened? What happened? <laughs> 
And what wow. happens when we um, choose our experience rather than react to it? Mm. So it just started my spiritual development of having conversations with angels and such of, and um, just waking up every morning at 4.44 with the digital yeah. call and the angel saying hi, but just getting into conversation with them. And also being a former cynic, uh, really my approach was like, well, what, what, did, how does this work? What do they do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and what's this like for me? And I don't yeah. like being told what to do, all these different things, but recognizing the support that was there. Mm. And when I would ask for something, it would happen. This makes me wonder what your sun, moon, and rising are. If we could just take a brief. Do you um, know? Sagittarius, November 30th. Um, I honestly, I, I, I love astrology. It doesn't stick with me. You oh, don't yeah. No, <laughs> I have to know. Do you know what? You don't know what time you were born? Okay. Uh, well, you keep talking and I'll figure this out. Okay. okay. Yeah, but whenever, so I have followed you for a long time and I have, I really have always felt like you um, see and experience spirituality in a similar way that I do, mm. like you, your relationship with angels and with um like St. Germain, it has always just really like, oh, he, he and I kind of see things in the same way. Yeah. And is that, do you feel like angels? Cause to me, I've tried to describe this on the podcast to me, it they're tuning into angels is just, it really helped me in every single way in my spiritual path. Cause it was like this strong current of wisdom, healing, protection, each archangel has its own unique really strong, um, like harmonizing alchemical current of energy and wisdom that comes through. Is that a similar way that you experience angels? It is. I think if, if this work comes down to one statement for me, it's what do, how do angels talk? What do they say? Yeah. As opposed to what I think. Right. Or the human thought. And so my goal has been to get out of the way and to report what they say. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I was just going to say, how do you have a, like, how did you start to be able to do that? Asking questions mm. and being quiet. And then and did you write it down or did you, because for me, when I first started talking to my guides, it was like just writing down. I just was like. Automatic it, writing. Yeah. That happens for the most part for me. It's been um, talking out loud. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Thank you, angels, for being with me. I'm about to do this thing. Thank you for being with me while I do this thing. What yeah. would you like me to know? Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. And what you're speaking to, too, that was a part of why angels were so powerful for me, too, is because before I started working with angels, I felt more pressure like, oh, okay, now it's time to manifest this, or it's time to clear this, or it's time to tune into your intuition. Where when it was angels, I was like, oh, no, you just get out of the way. You just allow the angels to help you or to come through. And then it was everything became so much clearer and felt so much spiritually safer for me when it was like, oh, no. that. And it's not like, I mean, it is still an aspect of our divine self. We're one with everything. It's not mm -hmm. like, oh, just I'm this lowly being that needs to get out of the way. It's like, no, that's just the ego, which is illusion. You're when you align with angels, you align with your true spiritual self. That's really well said. You know, we are taught repeatedly and it's modeled for us repeatedly 
um, that we are unworthy of yeah. connecting with them. And that's just not, nope. not true. Yeah. And so if we take away that lens of worth and deserving mm -hmm. and to recognize mm -hmm. what is an angel's job and their goal, which is to connect with us and to help us to make yeah, the world yeah. bigger, which is the whole point of spirituality is yeah. to add something to it. I feel that's true with high spirit guides too. It's the mm -hmm. same thing. Um, but they're a little bit there. It depends. There's so many varieties of those that mm -hmm. angels are like of one definite high vibration, but there's mm -hmm. so many guides. I just want to say, I found out some of your information astrologically yeah. and um so your rising sign is aries mm -hmm. so you have a lot of fire but the what i think is interesting is you have a stellium and scorpio in the eighth house which and your moon is in scorpio oh, so, yeah. and the eighth house that's a very psychic sign it's a very it's like what's underneath what's going on how do we regenerate and you know yeah. so it's yeah so that makes sense your tess's moon is also in the eighth house my what I said Tess's moon is also in the eighth house, but you also have Neptune in the eighth house, which is also like a psychic. Mm. It's it's associated with Pisces mm -hmm. and in Scorpio. So it's a lot of it. It makes sense, Mark. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know you have some information that you want to share about yeah. what the angels have been saying about this this period that we have been through as mm -hmm. a uh, species over the last <laughs> over a year and a half. So what is that? What would you like to share about that? Yeah. The, the, the headline would be to get closer to the angels than ever before, to call mm -hmm. upon them and ask for their help. And we've all been um, asked to change during this time. Mm -hmm. And in that, that's been pervasive in terms of all of our patterns changing. Yeah. And, uh, things, just everything changing pretty radically. But it's seeing where we can um, get into a space of depth. And all the things we're witnessing a period of time on the planet where all the things that are not serving us are coming to the surface, all the trauma on the surface, all the fear um, on the surface, mm -hmm. and the sense of separation, especially being predominant. And what if we did the opposite, which mm. is taking this time to heal, taking this time to get to know ourselves more. And one thing that has happened is prioritization that what, what matters to us is in the forefront right now. And the things that don't matter have fallen away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can feel that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So it's been interesting in terms of um, just that, just reporting what they say. And it is um, a space to allow our spiritual lives to grow. Mm -hmm. And I've got guidance before the pandemic. I didn't know what it was about, but um, the angels kept saying, zoom, zoom, zoom. I, I had not been <laughs> to the degree where my phone system I used for years stopped working. So I got oh, wow. on Zoom and I kept having two words in my head, held space, held space, held space. Mm. When the pandemic started, I started doing, and I still have maintaining them, four free calls a week on Zoom for free health spaces and oh, the goal which is for people to have a place to go mm. to gather and to just receive to have no mm. requirement of them just to have a health space and to receive and mm. then you speak uh you talk about what the angels are telling you i download i gather information i gather intention from people what would you like to work on today or what would encourage you and then um spend about 20 minutes or a half hour downloading uh, an experience okay wow so it's, so active, it, not, it's not passive it's an active experience yeah 
So it comes to you in the moment. Yeah. Oh, wow. So have you, um, over this past, uh, the pandemic, uh, have you, has there been a particular archangel that has had more to say than normal or had interesting insights that were surprising to you? Or I'm curious, cause I mean, I know the big ones that come through for me are Michael, Raphael, mm-hmm. um, lately Ariel more than normal. So I like, I wonder if you've noticed anything like that happening. Definitely, um, Archangel Michael's been the stalwart um, space holder. Archangel mm-hmm. Ariel, for sure. The guide who's come forward, I would say, most predominantly and powerfully is Mary Magdalene. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yep. I've heard a lot of people talking about her. Yeah, more oh, than really? normal, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And what is she saying? Um, to let her heal, to let her help heal. Oh. And um, she's come through multiple times with just a great deal of warmth and size. Uh-huh. It's like letting her comfort us, letting her um, heal, help heal the part of us that doesn't feel powerful. Oh, yeah. And so if we could see this going under the umbrella of the things that aren't serving us are being asked to be healed right now. Mm-hmm. And be it deep mm-hmm. wounds, core wounds, whatever it is, they're all being asked to heal. Mm-hmm. And so we get into a space of being in alignment with our highest possible good and being available to connect even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? How would you recommend a lay person work with like Mary Magdalene, for instance, who wants to help, but doesn't, they don't have like a, like a practice like we do, or we're in direct communication regularly. Uh, to very simply ask, to ask okay. and acknowledge, thank you, Mary Magdalene for being with me. Mm. to get into a space of using free will, using words, be they mm-hmm. spoken or telepathic, but to get into communication with her and to call, use her name, the power of names, mm-hmm. and to recognize that the angels, guides, and goddesses and masters are not going to say no. Mm. And Good to recognize thing. the truth of guidance is where it's um, often quiet and it's yeah. always elegant. Uh, the angels and guides and goddesses communicate with um, poetic, poetic intention. Mm-hmm. And so that we're used to this idea that a 10 foot tall Mary Magdalene or Archangel Michael will come forward. That's not going to happen. Mm. It might, but it's usually pretty rare that the guidance is right around us. It's not out there. It's not somewhere else. Yeah. And trust that. And to really see our spiritual lives, especially intuition as a muscle. And that muscle strengthens with use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And would true. you say the muscle that you're, I, I mean, what I would say is the muscle that you're working on training is um, trust. It's like a trust muscle that, mm-hmm. okay, what you're hearing is true. What you're hearing is real. Like mm-hmm. that when you get quiet, that, that if it feels good, I would say this, like, if you feel mm-hmm. uplifted, then that is true. That's what you're hearing. And then if you hear, yeah. if you're, if, but if it feels heavy, then that's not coming from an angel. No, and this is getting into the uh, clarity of how we discern the difference between ego and spirit, mm-hmm. which is just that, that, you know, the goal of the ego is to keep us alive and we're alive, you know, good job mm-hmm. ego. <laughs> it's just to see this space of the ego is not going to want to add to our lives. It's going to want to maintain the status quo exactly as it is. Mm-hmm. So get into language like could, would, should, need to, have to, and mm-hmm. heaviness we all know that space 
where his spirit is going to expand and encourage. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to feel good. Mm-hmm. And we're simply not used to that. We're not used to that unconditional love and support. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is a little tricky because Tess, like you rightly talk about, you can't believe everything your intuition is telling you because that can lead you into some directions that aren't mm-hmm. right. But it's, it's mm-hmm. I guess, just a practice of of learning to know over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's coming from angels or. Well, we could, yes. But we could break this down into um, does it feel good? And is it encouraging? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we all have the voices in our heads of, um, you know, self-doubt and negativity and such. This is different, mm-hmm. but it's getting into um, to be technical of the three different types of guidance that comes come forward, which is overwhelmingly like, let's say 70% of guidance is confirmation. It confirms what you already know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It supports you in that and it feels good. The second would be confirmation, but also adding a piece, a piece of information, like an action step. Mm-hmm. Which is, let's, let's confirm this. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And the third, which is least frequent is new territory, which is, you know, Hey, Tess moved to Colorado. Oh, right. Mm. You know. Yeah. I think I, I mean, I, one of the ways that I differentiate spirit communication from ego voice, I think of it as um, vertical, like coming vertically, flowing up from the earth, connecting with cosmos, and that the ego is more kind of horizontal, kind of a, like a back and forth in my own head kind of feeling. Yeah, I feel Mm -hmm. that too. Yeah. If we think of the angels and guides and goddesses, their goal is to add to our lives, not to subtract yeah think of that addition of making our world bigger to give us confidence to give us faith Mm -hmm. and it is a feeling it is a muscle and it does um repetition really does help with this yeah yeah and then over time oh sorry go ahead it it goes away i don't ever think i don't ever think about um you know like is this right Mm -hmm. you know but i could hear the difference you know, and, and when people reporting like in intuition classes you could hear in a second the difference between whether it's ego has a thumb on the scale Oh, gosh, you really should do this. You should do that. You know, Mm. Uh big, 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 big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And over time, when you do open up to it regularly, Mm -hmm. then it it just, you just recognize it. Cause like at the beginning, Mm -hmm. it's new to you maybe. And so you're like, oh, did I just invent that? Was that my imagination? Was that just a quirk? And, but the over time you're like, no, that, I mean, now I recognize like when I write the good vibe tribe, I do like a, a thing every Tuesday night live with them. And I, it's so often just spirit flows through when I plan what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I can see, like, I did not expect that. I didn't expect mm-hmm. it to look like that. I didn't think it wasn't my brain thinking of that. That's just yeah. what came through. And over time it becomes obvious, like, oh yeah, this is how that feels when that comes through. And this is, this is when it doesn't come through. Like I know the difference. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because when I'm talking to like my guides that I've been talking to now for 20 years, mm-hmm. it's a definite feeling. It's a definite certain kind of feeling. Right. But, like when I'm talking to like, say, people who have passed, they're all different and it feels different. And with them, I get surprised a lot of times uh-huh. <laughs> with mm-hmm. my guides. It's not so much surprise as it is like. Uh, like relief like okay this is the expansive way to be looking at this thing but it is funny when you get surprised by what dead people are saying yeah (laughs) when your intuition surprises you it's funny 
Yeah. Like my, my pendulum, I have that. Like, I'm like, really? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about at the core is randomness. And we're used to randomness in our lives. Mm. And perhaps spirituality doesn't have randomness in it. Mm. It's consistent mm-hmm. that we can rely upon a very simple thing, using our free will. Thank you, angels, for being with me. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for being with me. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for clearing my environment and my energy. Mm-hmm. Anything, Michael, you want me to know? You know, just getting into the space of voice. Yeah. And allowing that free will to come forward, which is our how we connect with the angels. It's our gateway to connecting with angels and guides is our free will. Yeah. And that in itself, if we talk about what, what goes wrong with intuition, the first one is not asking at all. The second is expectation, mm. you know, that, and, but if we very simply take the step to ask, thank you, Michael, for being with me. Thank you, Ariel, for being with me. What would you like me to know? That eliminates a whole lot and it gets into a space of focus and dedication. Uh-huh. If we think I- of then what is the role of the angel, which is to want to communicate with us. And this yeah. gets, into how does an angel talk, which is encouraging and expansive. Yeah. You know, and then um, allowing that space to get into relationship in terms of, thank you, Michael, for that guidance. I'm gonna take action on that guidance. You know, yeah. and you mm-hmm. can give us one thing, you know, one specific thing. And we could trust that. Yeah. I guess it's just not to take this down, but um, <laughs> but just like the whole reason you did that post about intuition and your intuition isn't always right, Tess, is because like the thing with QAnon to talk about that for the first time in a long time is like a lot of those people they believe you know like they are trusting their intuition you know like I knew Mm -hmm. this one person the only person I knew was part of it was like she's like I just woke up one day and I heard you have to vote for Trump and that for her was like this big difference like she had that wasn't Mm -hmm. who she would normally have voted for Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess who am I to say that anybody's intuition wouldn't tell them that? But, um, but it did seem like, <laughs> it did seem like, if it just felt like, I guess it felt a little more manic maybe than a regular intuition. I don't know. Like when she was telling that to me, it felt like it was like like kind of high high energy in this way that felt kind of um kind of manic wrong (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) well um I mean yeah like there are certain things that we intuitively think like like as humans now scientifically we know that the earth revolves around the sun but in otherwise we would be like well intuitively I think that the sun you know is revolving around the earth or intuitively, I think the earth is flat and those things are wrong, but we just kind of have this intuitive feeling toward them. But I feel like divine communication is different than that, but it is like, I just, the reason I wrote that post is because I think there has been a sort of a, um, I mean, there, for a long time, there have been a lot of metaphysical influencers and authors that say, always trust your vibes, always trust your vibes. And I feel like we, that's, an oversimplification. It's like when you learn to tune in to divine guidance, that's one thing. Um, mm-hmm. But when you're just like, oh, I just think the earth is flat. It just feels right. It's like, that's oh, not, okay. that's, you know I what I mean? See. Yeah, that's what they're just saying. not that not simple. Saying that they like went into, because the way she was describing it, for instance, did 
sound like other examples of like spiritual, like, whoa, I just experienced the spiritual awakening kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think it's a kind it's of a um, hypnosis, a kind of, it's an energy. I think that it's an energy that people oh, are yeah. getting into. And then there's like a group mentality and it's kind of taking over uh, them in some ways. That you know? makes sense to me, like they, that she was tuning into that group energy because that QAnon energy is definitely a group energy it's that a is thing. communicating yeah. with people. Yeah. There's a different level to this, I think, which is that we're having a mental health crisis in America. Well, and yeah. A major part of the mental health crisis in America is not being able to recognize mental illness. All right. Yeah. Not recognize, you know, um, that a certain person is a sociopath and has, you know, no empathy and such. But well, can- also, I just really need to quickly say, Mark, though, yeah. that most people with mental illness, I mean, mm-hmm. like every, a lot of people have mental illness and there's no shame in it. And it's not, no, it's no, not no, usually no. just wanted to be clear. I know you didn't mean I that. I understand. This is said with, with compassion. But it's recognizing that's at the core of what we're witnessing right now mm. is the absence of that conversation. The absence of how mental illness. To, to, reckon, to be able to recognize when someone else, let's say Trump, seeing his damage and such. Um, mm-hmm. you know. To differentiate between like this is an, like a, um, what do they call him? A dangerous narcissist or mm-hmm. so well, there's, there's like a. Things. He's, he's broken and, you know, this is. You know, this, this his genius is getting us to talk about him right now. Um, <laughs> it, it is that's the evil power, but mm-hmm. it's just seeing the space where ultimately we're in this space of division. But it's not being able to recognize as as a as a culture, let's say in America, like oh that person's really damaged, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and to take action on that of in terms of how we want to deal with that. So it's. Um, so it's not prevalent in our conversation, just to be clear, this is not labeling everyone in one thing, but the absence of that conversation is what is perhaps disconcerting. Yeah, I hear what you're saying and we can't talk about that, but also we just wanna be careful, like mental illness and damage, like that's not like every, I mean, I think that I have some mental illness sure. and that doesn't mean I'm damaged. It just means that like, yeah, there's- I understand. Let's talk yeah, about yeah. one person. Let's talk about the most visible person in, in yeah. the world in the last five years, which is that person is substantially damaged and they're, their one goal is obedience mm, from people. Wow. So we get into a space to get into clarity of quite simply right now, who's leading and who's following. Yeah. So got- and so that's that cult energy too, which yes. I do think is that can masquerade as intuition is like, oh, I'm tuning into this particular right. story and this energy yes. that's resonating with me. And it's yeah. some kind of energy. Yeah. Yeah. The culty thing will definitely make people feel like they're, it's so, so nefarious because it's like an insidious because it's like, oh, I, it's oftentimes, um, with language that is empowering language, but it ends up being about giving up your authority to these people, even because, but they're using language, like listen to your intuition, but then they're, yeah, it it can be, but then they're leading them just towards that one power. Mm -hmm. Right. So we get into a space here spiritually which is one of right now, if we're doing actual spiritual work, we're leading. 
and we're creating a world where others, when they come to a space of cognition, will turn around from the alley they're going down and then enter the world that we're creating right now. I understand that involves some division, but that's what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. so the goal would be ultimately to um, not be angry at the folks, let's say, who are following a certain person mm -hmm. and to recognize the um, level of wound that is there. Yeah. That would create that dynamic and to see past it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the thing also with, um, you know, if we have a wound, we typically get help. Mm -hmm. Right. But let's, yeah. this is this is one of the spaces of difference that I think is stark and important right now is to rather than recognize that there is a dynamic happening here of following someone who is, um, you know, has some major challenges is to, is to double seeing people double down on that as opposed to question it. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've been feeling that lately, that draw to have compassion more mm -hmm. instead of feeling just angry. Well, I don't think, I don't see where it's going to help ultimately. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's just recognizing, coming back to what do the angels say? They mm -hmm. say about that whole universe of, you know, denial uh, is to not worry about it and to keep um, and to create, just create, create, create. Yeah. Mm, you know, I, I have to, and we've talked about this on the podcast, like over the, all of these events that have been going on during the pandemic and the mm -hmm. election and that, um, the shift of energy, like one of the ways I see it is this restructuring of light. Remember when we were talking about that, Natasha, like a kind of a it sacred geometrical, mm -hmm. like interweaving of strength mm -hmm. of restructuring, like a restructuring, yes. like that's how I kept wanting to describe it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I felt that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, well, yeah, go ahead. Well, just, just want to make sure that everything's cool. I did, I've done therapy for 12 years, did EMDR yeah. for six years and all that. So I know a space of depression and this and that yeah. and recognizing all the tools available yes. to address these different things and what yes. it's like to have that. What I find fascinating is just that. I think if we're focusing on one person and just the fact that people, including family members of mine, who don't just don't see it. But mm -hmm. like if we get into it, like, well, why is that? Like, what's actually happening? What's missing in that conversation? Mm -hmm. And it's recognizing the, um, the lack of knowledge, perhaps, that is present mm -hmm. around, mm -hmm. you know, what is a narcissist? What is borderline personality disorder? I see. All these different things. And to be mm -hmm. able to articulate those things. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know? it is hard because admitting you have mental illness for people is really hard to begin with. And so then you don't want to associate, like, I don't want to associate myself because I have anxiety with Trump, <laughs> you know, because he, yeah, yeah, I know you do. But so that's what it's like. So we have to, I think by having more compassion for ourselves, then mm -hmm. we can have more compassion for other people. And we can mm -hmm. say like, oh, okay. Um, you know, yeah, just having that kind of compassion that doesn't mean you accept it but by having it compassion for it it can help us to not feel so separated I guess yeah yeah, yeah. And recognizing that there is help and this is perhaps one of the stark differences in this time and it's a period of difference that we're trying to move past that into a space of unity yes but it yeah. is one of where we do heal we do address things we don't throw things under the rug yeah yeah but yeah. it's recognizing, um, just want to make one point of coming back to the, the person you spoke to who got the download. Yes. Supposedly. 
so if we talk about <laughs> intuition by the book, technically, did she ask for guidance or something just came? Mm. Right. Just seeing like where, like, you know, who's talking there? Right, 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 yeah. right. That's who's a really good point. That's why it's like that QAnon energy is an energy that people can that like suddenly get, especially uh-huh. if they're open in a certain way. That's why asking, we should wrap this up soon, but I'm sure that you always just ask for the angel, you have to be real specific. That's why when I ask for guides, I say only my highest guides, mm-hmm. only the highest possible guides mm-hmm. and angels, because mm-hmm. anyone can, you know, just say pop in there if he, if you're open. Right. But if we get into technique, just, just straight up technique, and we're not used to always involving technique in spiritual matters, but yes. it's a night and day thing of like, thank you, angels, for being with me. Thank you, Archangel Ariel, for being with me right now. Ariel, what would you like me to know? And only yes, one yes. thing will happen in that next moment, which is Archangel Ariel will give you guidance. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, before we wrap up, I'm mm-hmm. getting this really strong, it's like a scent of white sage it's very clear it's a current i feel like it's um telling me to that this is space opening up for you to share something mark like a message coming through for our listeners and for us maybe is it are you sensing that are you with me on that if it's okay why don't we pray yeah okay sounds good thank you mother father god thank you archangels and ascended masters for all the grace all the clarity and all the peace that's here for each of us right now we celebrate the community that is present right now where we do indeed focus on love we recognize the advocacy of fear and we choose to release that and look beyond that we choose to be our most empowered selves and recognize how loved we are how cared we are and we release this idea that everyone moves forward at once we choose to move forward with grace and clarity and peace and recognize it's safe for us to create a world of oneness and peace. We choose to welcome the angels to clear all of our individual homes, our vehicles, our spaces that we occupy, places of work, places of gathering. And we allow right now for the entire earth to be showered with peace, love, grace, and harmony. We choose to drop out of the paradigm of punishment and focusing on dis- differences. We allow right now for there to be a goal of unity, peace, harmony, and joy where we do focus, where all wounds are healed, where healing is celebrated. And this clarity and peace that we have with guidance, with angels, guides, and goddesses, and masters and icons to come forward, including loved ones who have passed. We allow the highest good to come forward in our communication with them and welcome the world getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we celebrate this moment right now with clarity, peace, and ease. And we lovingly ask for this or something better right now in all directions of time. And so it is. And so it is. Thank you. Well, Mark, can you tell us where people can tell our listeners where people can find you? And yeah. Uh, my website is my name, which is markmezadorian.com. I have on YouTube, if you look up my name, Mark Mezadorian on YouTube, there are hundreds of videos there, okay. um, short and long. There's a playlist called Start Here, which is short technique videos that guide you through things. There's also longer ones, especially ones that have come through in the last year. Mm. And there's, because um, the energy has changed in the last, let's say, month and a half, um, mm-hmm. there's a new playlist um, uh, called New Territory of Spring Summer 2011, sorry, 2021, um, that includes things like working in a space past protection where we don't need protection. Mm-hmm. And one with Mary Magdalene called Soul to Soul with Mary Magdalene, which mm-hmm. is a good one. Nice. 
So those are free and those are right there for people to connect with. Great. And, and you're on Instagram as well. I'm on Instagram under my name. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Well, thank you, Mark. It was yeah. so great to be with you. Yeah, thank you. For, thank you both for sharing your space. And thanks for everyone for listening. Okie dokie. We hope you loved it. I'm sure we did. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure we did. Again, we if you if you're new here, that may sound snarky, but um we recorded it after we did this part. So we don't yeah, know. Yeah, so we but... while we're recording now, we don't actually know what right. we said and that you just heard. But we know we love Mark and that yeah. we probably I mean, of course we loved it. Almost certainly loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okie dokie. I feel like I'm still a little bit recovering. Like <laughs> present yeah, I time. Bet. Present time. Yeah, I you forgot I still have some of that in your system. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was <laughs> Wow. Large wow. amount. Very large amount. Um, I, I even tried to do a lot of herbal stuff before that steroid shot. Nothing was working. Okay. So now it's time for the energy report. Okay. Well, listen, um, we're just coming off of um, this full moon in Aquarius. And I got to say, it, it's a powerful one even still, you know, and I could feel like the week leading up to it, really, I mean, maybe I, I was going to say maybe it's because I'm an Aquarius. And so I would be feeling it more potently, but I've been seeing it. Oh, my gosh, such a clear theme this week and clients and um, and I feeling this is um, it's really combining well with this Leo, this new Leo sun. It's this is sounding so astrological but that's not I feel um, it too yeah. I, yeah. I always <laughs> I always try not to say this is a really powerful full moon because I yeah. feel like I say that then I don't want to say that every full moon because yeah. every full moon is really powerful yeah. but this one is I feel like it's extra I'm just really yeah. feeling it yeah deeply. how are you feeling it do you want well to say? <laughs> I feel <laughs> well so just so you guys know we're recording this on the day of the full moon I mean it's tonight for us it's tonight for you it's last friday um i'm feeling it as this like big fountain sort of like spotlight of power of Mm -hmm. like really clear and potent like what do you want to create get clear on it and manifest it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah totally and i've been feeling it seeing it in people all week like so many people are like either very directly like I want to live the life that I'm here to live or just like uh things are so out of alignment and that's because they're aware whether they're conscious of it or not that 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 thing in them their true self that wants to live their true self is being activated Right. So it's like coming the thing. Well, that's kind of what I feel like with all the changes I was talking about of not necessarily that they're negative, just that I can feel like things are shifting so that they can walk into this like new positive energy kind of thing. Yes. Yes, totally. Um, So, yeah. So I've been noticing that a lot. And I do think especially with Leo season where it's like shine your light in the world. That's what Leo season does. (laughs) It is just like that. Yeah. (laughs) Shine your light in 
the world. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) in order to do that, um, you have, so, okay, this is, sorry. The one, the other part that I've been noticing in people is like wanting to shine that light, but then also like, "Eh, but I don't want to feel all these feelings, whatever's coming up. I don't want to feel these feelings. I have, I told many people that saw me this week to listen to our podcast episode with Hale Dwoskin of the Sedona Method. Oh, yeah. So I recommend that if you guys haven't heard that one. I think it was the first one of the year. Um, oh. Or early on in the beginning of the year. I'm pretty sure it was the first one, maybe the second. Anyway, um, because the idea being to really just like you can't fully shine your light if you are resisting If you're saying, okay, but I'll take these feelings, but not those feelings. Yeah. You know, your light involves all of the feelings, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So you can't avoid your feelings and also shine into the world and who you are. And and take that call that you're feeling and let it shine. So, um, yeah, so really what I would say the energy report is this week. The the guidance is to allow, 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 you know. Um, so if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling frustrated, just can you welcome it? In this moment, can I allow what is to be? I got to say the only thing that did help at all <laughs> was that during my bad trip was mm. I remembered it like at the end at the end as the um, fear was coming in I was like okay I'm just gonna feel it it felt similar to contractions when I was giving oh. birth where it was like here it comes I can feel it coming but this time it was with fear and so I was just like can I allow the fear and I would just like be in the fear oh. and then that was the only way that it could like move through me so this is what I'm recommending like feel like it would be awesome to like tap into what is it that that this call that you're feeling that you're getting you know what do you want to create or be more of yourself as or you know whatever that light is feel into that and then whatever feelings come up after that to just can you allow it to be yeah you know welcome it if you even if you notice you're resisting can I allow this resistance to be here can I allow myself to resist yeah. And then the second question could be, and now can I let go even just a little bit of the resistance? But first you have to welcome it mm-hmm. and then you can let it go. So that's it, you know, plain I and simple. <laughs> okay, so that means it's time for practical magic. Okay, so this week we have a pagan holiday, oh, everyone. Yeah. This coming Sunday is Lunasa, also known as Lamas. So about Lunasa, I love Lunasa. It's the first Mm. of the three harvest festivals. Um, I'm going to read from my 2021 Your Most Magical Year Yet planner about Lunasa. Which you can get anywhere you buy books. Mm -hmm. And soon you can get 2022, too. Mm Mm-hmm. August dawns with Lunasa, which is an ancient summer celebration of the sun and the first fruits and grains of the harvest. Lunasa is an ancient Celtic holiday named after the god Lu, who, according to author Judica Isles in Encyclopedia of Spirits, is lord of craftsmanship, light, victory, and war, and also a master builder, harper, poet, 
warrior, sorcerer, metal worker, cupbearer, and physician. Mm. Lou's specialties call to mind the Celtic goddess Breed, who is honored at Imbolc, February 1st or 2nd, which is the exact opposite point in the wheel of the year. It's as if Breed gives birth to the light in the dark womb of winter, and Lou is that light, shining like the fully expressed summer sun. This month, light a yellow pillar candle for Lou on your altar and invoke his support with healing, success, victory, and or creativity. Take some deep breaths in front of your altar, center your mind, and feel grateful that you are indeed receiving the support you've requested. Then thank Lou and extinguish the candle. Relight and refresh your invocation as part of your daily meditation practice throughout the month. And then in the Magic and Manifestation Ideas section, it says, as mentioned above, Lunasa is August 1st. Bake some whole grain muffins and place one on your altar at near your yellow candle as a gratitude offering to Lou. Also place a small handful of grain on the earth as an offering for all the sustenance the earth provides for you all year round. Mm. So it's a nice holiday for Leo season as we're celebrating the sun. We're also, it's also a reminder, I love the harvest festivals the way they remind us to honor our connection to the earth because our ancestors were really connected to how the bounty, the food that actually nourishes our bodies comes from the earth. Yeah. And it still does. We just aren't, most of us, as connected to that. But I feel like Lunasa and then Mabin, which is in, Mm -hmm. it's the fall equinox in September, those are holidays when we can really just consciously make just make that conscious that interconnection like how food is a gift from the earth and then we can think about all the the contributions to bringing that food to us and then also the connection to sunlight um and think, the connection it's so to the magical greenery. the way the earth does that like you I put know a seed in the earth and then it grows food. Why? Right. That's yeah. like out of a fairy tale. Yeah. With the help of the sun and the elements. Yes. Exactly. And this is the kind of thing. This is one of the reasons I love paganism is because it just helps us to remember the magic of that everyday thing that we yeah. can forget and take take for granted. Yeah. That is just so beautiful. And when we do that, then we awaken. It's like when you bake muffins on lunasa or offer grain to the earth or place a muffin on your altar or eat mindfully it's like you're awakening that light that sunlight that earth energy that's within the food and then when you bring it into your body you're you know you're interweaving consciously interweaving those energies it helps you to embody your power to to do this kind of Sort of really simple work is just uniting an awareness, bringing an awareness to something you do all the time, which is eat. Yeah, yeah we always we all get used to things so easily, you know, and it, like we, it's so easy for humans to take things for granted. Yeah, and sometimes that's a good thing in a way. Like you get used to like, I don't know what I was thinking. Just like if something isn't going 
well. <laughs> like, it's like you can sort of be like, okay, but I, I can get used to this in some way. Like, it doesn't have to be Adaptable. the worst thing ever. Yeah, like that adaptability can be good in some ways, protects us. But in the ways it doesn't, it's just like, it reminds me of that Einstein quote, how you can think of, what is it? Everything is a miracle or nothing is a miracle. Yeah, yeah. And it can feel a little overwhelming to be constantly amazed by the miraculousness of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also great, you know? Yeah, bringing it so, in, finding a balance with it yeah. is, is part of our path. I feel like it, over time when you keep showing up and celebrating these little things, I mean these giant things, but yeah. these everyday things like eating and growing food, yeah. over time it's like, you get used to being amazed. You know, you take yeah. a walk. Like when I take a walk, yeah. I there's been wildflowers around lately and I just yeah. love wildflowers, birds, like yeah. plants. Like, oh, like look at that. You know, I just yeah. love having that be a part of my everyday consciousness of remembering to celebrate those little things you see yeah. everywhere in nature. Yeah, it's so important. Just like how I'm constantly amazed by my cats, you know? Exactly. You know, there something is... was off when even my cats couldn't help me Aww. that day. Greg wasn't there, though. But, um. Yeah, but it, every yeah. day. I mean, I, it is yeah. like, there, I get to live with a magical creature. I think, Ugh. like, every day I'm like, if I lived with a unicorn, I would not be more excited than living yeah. with this beautiful little kitty. <laughs> Definitely not. That's why I have so many. I'm just yeah, so mean, excited by I them. I would love a unicorn, too. I'm just saying I wouldn't love it more than my cat. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, okay. Well, before we pick our cards of the week, let's do a little housekeeping. We should have a song for housekeeping. Give oh, Brett yeah. some more work to do. This is another thing we can add in. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it, it, that may just <laughs> giving Brett more work, but we'll see how he feels about it. Um, anyway, you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. Um, we've already mentioned you can ask us a question on there, sign up for a newsletter. You can find us at Magic Monday Podcast. Oh, wait, sorry, it's magicmondaypodcast.com. Yeah. And Magic Monday Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And Magic Monday Podcast listeners is a little group over there that's nice. And on Facebook, I think we're actually Magic Monday Pod. Right. Um, and you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can sign up for my newsletter. You can schedule a session with me. Um, and you can find me on Highest Light Healing at, uh, on Instagram and Facebook. And I might start making videos again when my face doesn't look <laughs> like it's swollen. I mean, people would be fine with it, but might be a little distracting. Yeah, I would like to think that I would make a video whether my face were swollen mm. or not, but I know I probably would not. Well, it's just I feel like it takes away from the message if people <laughs> are like, what's going on with her face? Which maybe at this point they wouldn't. But certainly in the beginning, I think it might be like distracting, you know? Yeah. And I, I can't address it if in those little reels I do. I mean, I can't see it right now, just so our listeners know. It's not something I can Well, my notice. glasses are hiding it, and also I'm far away from the screen. Mm -hmm. kind of. In a Zoom, which is, yeah, you can't But it is much better. Today's the last day. I mean, it's much, much better. Go on. Oh, where, and where can we you find can, you? <laughs> you can find me at <laughs> TessWhitehurst.com, which is where you can find spells and rituals and guided meditations and magical inspiration of all varieties for free 
And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. Okay. Great. All right. So I can't locate at Hmm. this moment my book that goes along with my Hmm. Oracle deck, but I wrote it, so I think I can improvise here. Um, I drew Agapanthus, which is be impeccable. So for this week, this feels really good for Leo season. And after that, that powerful Aquarius full moon Mm -hmm. is really coming into alignment Mm. with your excellence, with your integrity. Like, what is it that I really want to create? And how can I, um, how can I take clear, positive, like focused action to do that and do my best at it? I feel like that's the message, but it's also energetically aligning with that current, bringing all your energy back to you and feeling it as letting it flow through in a pure way so that you can offer your heart light, your uniqueness to the world with courage and authenticity. Like we were saying before in the energy part. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm picking again. Did you say where that card was from? Oh, this is from my Magic of Flowers Oracle. Right, which you can get on testwhitehurst.com and anywhere you buy books. Thank you. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) I am picking from The Wisdom of the Oracle by Colette Baron-Reed. Again, this is really my favorite um, Oracle deck. I mean, besides yours. So, (laughs) and I do mean that. I love yours. (laughs) This is the one I always like end up coming back to. And the truth is I would often pick yours. For this, if you weren't Natasha, always picking I didn't, yours. It didn't, never occurred to me. I'm even telling a the bit. truth, and that is not because you're <laughs> it here. It didn't even enter my mind. I don't like, care. What about mine? It entered mine. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. So I'm picking from here Between Worlds Reversed. Between um, Worlds? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so it's the protection message, and it says... Be mindful of your expectations. This is not a time for guarantees. Things will not go exactly as you plan or dictate. Let go and see what spirit has in store. What takes hold in your life will be better than you can imagine. Hmm. So I also like this to go with the message that we've been talking about in terms of like, if you let go, allow all your feelings and just feel into this call that you're receiving to be your whatever that you know to express your light then it's going to go better than if you were to be like okay wait a minute it has to go this way and like this is how my light has to shine but just like taking the cue from allowing what is to be yeah I feel like that's such a magical aspect of manifestation is noticing like how specific do I actually want to be? And then what parts of this manifestation can I leave the details up to the universe? Yes. That's really the whole process of getting clear on that is magical. And then like the spaces where you open up like, ooh, I don't know. It could be me- one of many ways. But here are the things I want to feel. And then here's the ways, like yes. here's the space I'm leaving the details up to the universe. Yes. I love it. Yeah, that's very manifesting um hygiene yeah 
All right, everybody. Great to see you. See you next time. Thanks for listening. I don't even want to go into any of it. How about that?